Oh, where'd you go, John? No, oh, there you are. I, I'm, I'm, uh, hang on. I'm showing up. I first off, I'm very proud that my computer was able to reboot in time for the start of the next segment. Mm. But I guess they've probably stopped supporting the app on my computer. Mm-hmm. That Elon just went into the back office and just pulled the plug and said, "Screw you, Bishop." So now you have to go to your actual web browser. This is not good. Yep. Indeed. But what was good last night was this. Here is Alexander up top for Kaufbrenner. Kaufbrenner goes outside for Baylor. Baylor looks for Kaufbrenner. Kaufbrenner's got it. Layup good. And that's it. That's the 10th assist and the first traditional triple-double in Creighton Blue Jay basketball history belongs to Aurora, Nebraska's Baylor Shireman. 10, 10, and 10. It's unreal feeling. Obviously, you know, a lot of hard work put in, but just have to thank, you know, uh, the Lord and, and my teammates and coaches because obviously, you know, without them, you know, none of that is possible. So it's more of a team thing than an individual, to be honest. So I'm just thankful uh, to be a part of it. Well, it helps when the threes are falling, too, because according to Rob Anderson, uh, six of your first seven assists were off threes. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, I knew Trey was hot, so I was trying to find him whenever possible <laughs> because uh, most of the time when he shot it tonight, it was going in. So, uh, yeah, we definitely shot it well from the three tonight, which is great to see. Baylor, how fitting was it pregame? You get a game ball from Coach Mack, basically saying, hey, you're, you're the first guy in NCAA yeah. history to do something so special, and then you come out and and produce on the yeah. floor with a, with a triple-double. Yeah, you know, it's it's obviously special. Obviously, I think, you know, uh, big in my faith, I think that's a God thing, but I honestly don't think I, I didn't play extremely I you were, great. You were mad. I was, you were I was really upset yeah, with no. how I was playing, definitely shooting the ball-wise, had a few turnovers. Um, so I definitely think there's things to clean up, but obviously a surreal feeling, obviously getting, um, you know, acknowledged at the start of the game for that. Um, once again, you know, going back to South Dakota State and, and here having a lot of great coaches and teammates, um, none, none of that's possible without them. Still crazy, John, uh, to me that he is the second player in program history after Benoit Benjamin. You know, and like, it's the first traditional one, which includes assists instead of block. Correct, which, I mean, also it just says a whole lot, kind of like we talked about with Victor Wembanyama yesterday and, and the number of uh, blocks that he had in the triple-double earlier this week or whatever it was. But, yeah, it's just it's wild to me given how long, uh, you know, this program has been playing basketball, how many good players they've had run through the program. You yeah. know, it, it, 20 years ago it was Corver, a decade ago it was Doug, um, that neither of those guys were ever able to do so. It just, I mean... It says a lot, I think, about the college game because, of course, the triple-double much more prevalent in the pro game, you know, eight fewer minutes in the college game, but that it has not happened. And so that he becomes that, you know, as of this moment, everybody, if, if I were to do a trivia question, everyone would be like, yeah, of course it was Shireman, you know, the most recent one. But if, if you would have asked yesterday, hey, who's the last Jay to have a triple-double? I'm guessing a lot of people would have guessed Doug, you know, if not even somebody else. Yeah, yeah, um, but... And the crazy thing was that Baylor wasn't even – he didn't shoot the ball well. He went 0 for 6 in the first half from 3. Mm-hmm. In fact, he kind of let out a naughty word at the very end of the first half. He had an open look and airballed a 3 and wasn't very happy with himself. But even at that point, he already – I think he had 7 assists at halftime or maybe 8. And, you know, I was looking at his numbers going, all he has to do is hit a couple of buckets, grab – Four more rebounds, and he's going to have a triple double. And sure enough, he had it. You know, well, in, you know, er, very early into the second half, yeah, for the most part, hundred um, percent. And uh, just a tremendous effort. And the other thing that kind of got gets overlooked in all this, 
He had the primary assignment on Dontrez Styles, their second leading scorer, and for the second straight time, Shireman basically shut him down. Yeah. He ended up, I, I, I think the number was, I don't have the box score open in front of me because I had to reboot my computer. Mm. But I believe it was 13 points on 14 shots. Mm-hmm. So very inefficient night. Uh, so all around, just another great performance for a guy who's just turning in. Uh, you know, I've said before, I think that um, Devin Carter is my pick right now for Big East Player of the Year. But the more Shireman keeps racking up these types of games and doing doing things, you know, one night it might be a lot of points. The other night it might be points and rebounds. Another night it might be assists. It might be defense. It could be all, a combination of all of them. If he's not first team all Big East, then there's a there's a big problem, and I think he will be in the conversation for Big East Player of the Year. Yeah, I mean, and given, should be given how well he's played this year. You know? Yeah. Uh, more on the Jays a little bit later on. I wanted to transition real quick before we head to break, and then we're going to bring on Tom Fornelli. But Josh mentioned this about twenty minutes ago that there were. Shots fired at the end of the Chiefs Super Bowl rally. Yeah, from what I understand, the rally had finished. The rally was done. Yeah. And they're in front of Union Station. They're in downtown Kansas City. Big station, you know, in the background, which was kind of serving as the backdrop. Did it say if the shots were inside the Union Station or just... Not that I have seen. But we've got news on right now. And according to the Kansas City Fire Department, uh, multiple people have been shot and at least 10 victims. And we're just seeing video right now of uh, ambulance uh, moving into position. There was some video earlier on of people running away from the scene. Um, Two people have been taken into custody, according to the police. And yeah, so right now, as of now, the number of those that were shot, I believe, is 10. And it was, I mean... I th- I think at least ten people have been injured. I think this was the largest turnout. I mean, just looking at the numbers. I mean, and yeah, one of my best friends was there with his family. Thankfully, they're okay. And given some of the videos that he sent and the pictures, the weather looked like it was great. Yeah, which makes sense. Probably as to, like today, yeah. and people lining the streets. It looked like it was. Yeah, a look very- a lot of a lot of shirts. You know, there are pants and stuff, but there's. You don't see a whole lot of coats. No. So it's a comfortable day, and so a comfortable day in February and a celebration, and you're, yeah, you're, it's a it's a recipe to have a super large crowd like this. Yeah. Well, uh, police, yeah, we're reading now from CNN, two armed people in custody. I hope those are the two that are responsible and that they have got them, and yeah. we pray for the health and well-being of everyone there, the victims. But uh, we'll keep you updated on that uh, as the story develops from Kansas City. Tom Fornelli will join us next, and we'll talk some college football because a lot of different things going on right now surrounding that sport. And catch up with our friend Tom Fornelli of CBSSports.com next on 1620 The Zone.